0: Hi there! Welcome to episode 75 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to was one of the most invigorating songs in the NES library. It hails to us from one of Tecmo's most brilliant arcade-to-NES reinventions that may be difficult, but is immensely rewarding when it's done right. Steer clear of those devilish birds, because it's time to listen to the music of Ninja Gaiden for the Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: Matt, how are you? I am good. How are you, sir? I am also good.
0: I am <laughs> That is good. I am good. I am goodness and, and and gracious
1: personified. Yeah.
0: No, I'm I'm a happy camper. I'm uh, I'm I'm very happy to be doing this uh doing this episode. It's one that I, I feel has been on my list for a long time and I'm really happy to be uh it off because it's uh, it is a really really memorable soundtrack for me.
1: Absolutely. I I agree. It's a very memorable game for me.
0: It is. And I just having recently replayed it uh on the Nintendo Switch online service uh was 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 a joy. For the most part.
1: Birds. <laughs> you yeah, you said that in the open and I was like, "Oh, I'm like like Birds. you know, made a fist and like shook it at my, you know, the universe like oh
0: right and they would they would take you off just like to a regular extent except for the fact that they take away more health than like almost anything else in the game
1: they oh it take was away just three ridiculous. slots
0: of health you could run into a dude with a sword like one of the bosses second boss of the game is like flinging this blade on a string around and you get conked in the head with this blade the size of like your torso and it takes away one slat of health you get hit by a bird three times as damaging
1: or worse yet, like, the snow level, you get hit by one of those birds, and if you just, you've just you timed it wrong, you're dying. Like,
0: Absolutely. Just, uh, Same thing with the bats and their placement. You know, you'd be like, all right, well, I didn't look before I jumped. I just was just running, and I jumped. Oh, there's a bat there, and now
1: I'm dead.
2: Yep. Absolutely. This game
1: is so infuriating. It <laughs> is. So let's
0: talk about it, huh, Matt? Yeah. yeah, let's get right
1: into it. Hit us with some history certainly. Ninja Gaiden was released on the Nintendo Entertainment System in December of 1988 in Japan and March of 89 in the United States. Tecmo released an arcade game of the same name around the same time as this, but the two games were actually developed at the same time by two separate teams and are vastly different games. Where the 1988 arcade Ninja Gaiden was a fairly run of the mill beat em up, Ninja Gaiden for the NES plays out as a side scrolling action platformer with tight gameplay mechanics, punishing difficulty, groundbreaking cinematic cutscenes, and of course, killer music. The game spawned two sequels on the NES, as well as a Game Boy spin-off, which was actually a reskin of an existing property, but whatever. And the franchise was widely regarded as one of the best on the NES. The brand saw a reboot on the original Xbox, but it had little to nothing to do with the original series from either a story or gameplay standpoint. As for the legacy of the originals, they're still looked on as classics and prime examples of the best of what gaming had to offer in the NES era.
0: The game's soundtrack was composed by Keiji Yamagishi and Ryuichi Nita. Yamagishi had a couple of interesting credits to his name, including Bad News Baseball, Onimusha Tactics, and the original Tecmo Bowl. He's a big fan of chiptunes and even joined up with record label Brave Wave Productions, releasing several solo albums of original work and working with other chiptune artists along the way. Ryuichi Nita has a very similar career, having also worked on music from some Tecmo classics, including Fire and Ice, Tecmo World Cup Soccer, and this game's sequel, Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos. He's also associated with Brave Wave Productions. Tonight's track list is certainly uh, a bit bigger than we usually do, but the songs are actually quite short, so I don't think we're going to be here all night. Now, before we dive in, Matt, what is your personal history with this game?
1: So I own... I still own the original copy of Ninja Gaiden that I got as a kid. I still have yet to actually beat this game um, some, you know, 25 years later. Uh, And it's one of those things that I know, like, if I beat it now, I'm going to be so over the moon, like when I beat um, uh, Mega Man 2. But I don't know that I have the intestinal fortitude and, like, the mental stamina to sit myself down and punish myself yet again, trying to beat this game. Because I know if I get to the part that I can never beat, child or adult, and I beat it, I will have no clue what to do next. You know, like, when you've, when you've played a game so much, and uh you, uh, oh, here's the part, oh, okay, coming up right, oh, okay, you know, I'm gonna get to that part, I'm gonna pass it, and then I'm gonna go, oh my god, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, like in the in the write up in the beginning, it was punishingly difficult. Oh uh, yeah, it was a really hard game. And incidentally, uh, talking uh, really briefly about the um the arcade game, I used to love the arcade game as a kid. There used to be this um, ice cream shop in my my uh, neighborhood called Fountain Sugar. What was it? Uh, Fountain Magic, and we used to call it um Magic or whatever. And and we'd go and they had a couple of stand up arcades. They they sold baseball cards and stuff. And of course they had ice cream. Um, and I remember playing it for the first time and thinking it was the coolest looking game ever, and I just loved playing it. So when I got my Raspberry Pi, I saw it had uh, arcade ROMs. I found Ninja Guide in the arcade game, and I played it for like a half hour, and I was just like, "Wow, this is still just kind of a cool game." Like being able to flip dudes into telephone uh booths and stuff. And then I always wondered why, you know, when I got the game for NES, I I was hoping to get the arcade, and it was clearly a very different game but still a fantastic game nonetheless despite its brutally hard you know obstacles and and things like that and even yes even the cutscenes i thought were great too some of them are really burnt into my brain
0: Hmm. yeah i don't have a ton of experience with the arcade original um i remember playing it in an arcade once um and thinking wow this is uh this is all right it's cool <laughs> this but is it's all right but it, it's it's not really all that special it's just like another arcade beat up and it is ridiculously slow just like the original double dragon um i did wind up buying it again on like the wii virtual console arcade just because it was fascinating to have like well here's the original ninja gaiden and what i didn't realize before doing um research into this episode is that uh, I, I always thought that the uh nes ninja gaiden was a You know, a reimagining of the arcade original, not that they were both developed in tandem. And, you know, there was just like two different teams both working on the name Ninja Gaiden and made just two totally different games. The end.
1: Uh, I feel like that was that was commonplace back then, though. Different systems kind of got different uh, iterations
0: yeah just i when i think of uh like the nes era and arcade games like uh i'm pretty sure that wasn't the case with tecmo's uh rygar for example is another game that you know they did arcade game was pretty simplistic uh and then they reinvented it for the nes so i just kind of assumed that's what happened with ninja gaiden as well but it uh Mm -hmm. but it wasn't so (laughs) uh boy i have a ton of personal history with this game um uh, I can't remember the first place I played it, um, but I will always remember the feeling of seeing, you know, starting up this game and seeing that opening cutscene and being like, whoa. <laughs> because nothing, no video game was like that before this. Not, at least not any console game that I had ever experienced. Like having. That whole cinematic sequence with the, Mm -hmm. you know, the big full moon in the background and the two ninjas jumping and all of the cinematics, just the crazy story it told, like it really told a story and it was just outstanding. And, you know, all the how good it felt to play all the stages in between and, you know, gradually learning it and going on and on and on until I eventually did wind up beating the game I can't do it anymore without save states, or at least I won't do it anymore without save states. Oh, no. I don't even know if I can do it anymore. I probably... I,
1: I imagine I couldn't do it without save states, honestly. That's how I had to do Mega Man. Like, I, I, I'll i admit my Mega Man 2 victory has an asterisk, but I I don't care. Yeah, who you cares? Know? You
0: made it to the end. You physically yeah. did the things. Like, really, at, at the, the at a certain point, Ninja Guidance, you, know, you get past, what is it, like Area 6 or whatever, and it's... The, safe states are the only thing that make it fair because if you die on a boss then you get sent all the way back to the beginning like area six screw you game like (laughs) you don't get to do that to me i beat these stages already this is this is this is baloney i'm an
1: adult damn it i've got things to do that's right so uh (laughs) hooray for safe states
0: and and beat ninja guy uh Uh, praise uh, praise jeebus yeah uh
1: but it's such a it's
0: such a cool game i had so much fun with this game as a kid it was it was a real obsession for me. Is was just going through this and couldn't wait to see where the story went. And God, Ninja Gaiden Two was just an absolute revelation. As much as I love One, I think Two is the pinnacle, and I do not care for Three in the least. But um,
1: I, I've heard that from a lot of gamers. I, I have yet to play Two or Three, but with the with the pie, it's definitely going to be. It's definitely on my list now. I've, I feel like you now with this. Um, laundry list backlog of games that you know i didn't get to play as a kid or whatever where there's lack of money or whatever yeah i now have the pie and i'm like oh no i'm like i just like uh, a previous episode i started playing earthbound and that's been great but we're talking about ninja Gaiden and then so part two is on my list yeah part one beating part one's on my list so that that might be one of the next things i tackle
0: part two does this this great thing where you're just like oh you thought that the bad guy in the first one was the bad guy that's neat jk (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: J.K.O. How in the world do you say that? I don't know. I can barely pronounce like American names.
0: Yeah, I've never I I've uh, just in my like, you know, 10 year old brain always called him J.K.O. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that's correct. Like looking at it now, it looks more like J.K.O. Or J.K.O. So I'm just going to call him Fred the rest of the night. Uh, I'm okay with that. So it's Ryu and Fred.
1: Yep, and it's our show, so we can say whatever we want. That's right. And
0: Fred's a jerk, really is. <laughs> he, kept, he gets it all monologues. He put the statue down. He opens up the trap door, and he's like, ha ha ha. Like man, Ryu, how'd you fall for that? Did you fall for that trap door trick? Now you're in a cave.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were a ninja, dude. Like, Seriously, jump, what dude, happened? do some backflips. What the
0: hell? Nah, I love I love Ninja Gaiden so much. Just piece by piece We're, we'll be going through all the track list here tonight and uh just having a ball are reminiscing about what made this game so so ding dang special so let's <laughs> get to work let's shall we start listening listening to some tunes
1: <laughs> man you are funny when you're not I'm, high on drugs i am
0: very tired uh so and thus i am i am a tad loopy uh, but I'm also just really happy to be doing this episode because I love this music. And like I said, this is, they're, they're going to be listening to like twice as many songs. But what's interesting is I didn't realize until I downloaded the soundtrack and started listening to it that I never really realized while playing the game just how short all these songs are. Like the loops are ridiculously ridiculously short, uh, which is fine. It all works really well in the game. It's just... Uh, it was it was very surprising to me that most of these songs are. Uh, let me actually look down the list. Um, nothing tonight is over two minutes long. <laughs> Everything is under two minutes. Many are under one. So uh, hey, there we go.
1: So strap in.
0: Strap yourselves in. All right, the first track that we are going to be listening to uh, is called "The Moonlight Duel." Uh it's actually two songs together, The Moonlight Duel and Determination. Uh Determination Father's Message. Uh this track was done by Keiji Yamagishi. And uh it is the the opening cinematic that I was just talking about a few minutes ago. This is uh you turn on the game and all of a sudden this this is what shows you that you are in for something incredibly special, especially back in nineteen eighty nine. So let's give it a listen. Here is the Moonlight Duel and Determination Father's Men- Father's message from Ninja Gaiden Enjoy <music> There you have it what a way to start huh jeez
1: uh, yeah just a great track
0: i really did and i can't i can't listen to it without hearing all the sound effects that go along with it the sound of the footsteps the sound of the sword clashing in front of the moon oh my god but even just taking all that stuff away from it just just what a really great cinematic piece of music uh, especially for the nes like you you gotta you gotta really give it to him for the snare drum sound that they picked for this game because it's a great nes snare especially considering how early on it is and we hadn't heard a lot of music that was up to this tier uh up until this point at least i don't think so i mean you've had you had your standouts like your uh your mario's your castlevania your Mega Man's, um but this was just it just was just to a different level man like Seeing uh something this cinematic where the music actually matched up with what was happening uh for these cutscenes was just awesome, so awesome uh and and you can kinda hear like. This is another great instance of just really making the NES a sound chip sing like the uh the vibrato that's added to all the little uh the sustained notes it really just these sounds like you could hear violins you could hear instruments you know playing this, but it's also got that rock undertone to it because the the drums are all just very you know rock and roll like very hard rock uh but they're the the rest of the composition is very movie cinema score kind of a thing you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I'm glad you kind of pointed out that snare uh, kind of right up front, because that's one of the first things I think I heard as well. I mean, the, the melody is very familiar. Like I said, I own the game and I remember this very vividly. But um, taking a new approach to listening to the music, as we always do, uh, apart from the game itself, that, that snare is a very impressive snare, like you said, for the time and the processing power.
0: OK, so uh, after you've watched this wonderful bit, uh, you would start the game and uh, you would go to this, the awesome city stage that is super memorable for having like Coca-Cola signs in it that don't <laughs> actually say Coca-Cola. But, you know, that's what it says, because you see a little swooshy thing there uh, as it was extremely memorable and, and good looking first stage. You know, this was, again, um, one of the earliest instances I can think of of uh, an NES game. With backgrounds this detailed, um, not the earliest. Obviously, we did have stuff like Castlevania and Mega Man, but um, this was one of the earlier ones where the all the stages. There was no Kid Icarus type stage where it's literally just a black background. Like this is this is not a black box NES game. This is no. next level stuff. Everything is very yeah. very detailed, um, and this song is very detailed too. This song confounded me as a kid. Um, because as, as, as a kid, this song just sounded like noise to me, uh, because there is, there's a lot going on in it. Um, and as I got older and continued to listen to it, I, I finally was able to really just kind of appreciate it for what it is and what it does, uh, and having the melody that it does. Uh, it's just, it's just a, such a weird tune and a weird way to start the game. But, um, once the drums come in, even if you're not really following exactly what all the notes are doing, which is like basically spazzing out uh
2: <laughs>
0: once the drums come in you pick up on the rhythm of the game and it's a it's pretty magical so this track is called the dragon ninja uh which uh, most people probably know as just an act one it is by uh ryuchi nita uh and we are gonna listen to it so enjoy <laughs> the dragon ninja from ninja Gaiden, uh the stage one music in the game and uh, I, like I said before this song is so freaking wild because it's it sounds like it, it, it kind of sounds like a mess at first where it's just like <laughs> it's, it's just it's just completely like all right it's just like a box of nails and I just throw it at your face and that's the music <laughs> It's wow. just like this Jeez. mishmash of staccato notes just blazing in your ears, but uh, at least for me, um, when I when I finally understood the song after uh, you know a long time listening to it, like just kind of noticing that I was humming the rhythm to it because I don't know when I was when I was a kid listening to this song, I kept hearing that kind of I don't know if you even call it a secondary melody that just. It seems like that should be lower in the mix or something to kind of like. It reminds me a little bit of Flashman stage. Um, yes, you know when you get to the, when totally you get to that, that like. <laughs> 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 got this like crazy staccato note thing going like this little extra wiggly guitar part going on underneath it <laughs> and this one it has the same thing same kind of thing like this extra crazy wiggly guitar part going on but it's just as loud as whatever the what i feel the song's primary rhythm is
1: the that part it's like dun, 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 dun. oh now dun, i lost dun, it dun, i had it in-
0: yeah like that yes yeah yeah. that kind of thing but it's all buried underneath this other madness but then to keep up that that pace because what's awesome about that is like it is just this constant staccato notes that are all these different notes over and over and over again it really adds a sense of energy to it but once the song kind of slows down or at least Takes a step back, the bass picks up on that by doing the octaves, like like so. It's doing these really, really quick octaves back and forth uh, that keeps up that um, intensity while still dialing the song back a bit before it jumps back into the loop. Uh, it's it's such a strange and fascinating tune, and I absolutely love it.
1: Uh, it. You were saying how you caught yourself humming the melody despite all the stuff that's going on around it, and it's absolutely true. Um, I will never forget this song because it is stage one. I always talk about how like, you know, stage one, you've repeated so many times. Exactly. Yeah. In case our listeners haven't guessed, I wasn't very good at these old video games. (laughs) Um, so I, I was constantly listening to stage one music all the time. But this is another one that's really stuck with me too. And um, I hear the music and I see the level like immediately. Yeah. You know, get the, getting that throwing star that you can kind of uh, Oh, the windmill cheat.
0: star. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can cheat by jumping over and just mm-hmm. having this like force field around you. I see it all so vividly. Um, but absolutely, that, there's, that, there's that melody that sits in there and that's, I honed right in on it like you said like Flashman stage and stuff it just just honed right in. And yeah. This is another one where the snare is just a beautiful snare too just instrumentation wise and stuff again for the processing power. Just a beautiful snare sound.
0: Yeah, it's really and it's it's that snare that's consistent throughout this game's soundtrack that that one specific noise for the snare. It's it's such a smart tool. it, it, it sounds great.
1: Right, yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and we are about to hear it again in full force in one of my favorite boss tunes of all time. I love this boss tune so much. Um, the, the What we're going to listen to is the boss music for Ninja Gaiden. Uh, it's used for most of the bosses in the game. Uh, the song is actually called Showdown at the Portal of Death, uh, but it is also commonly referred to as Battlefield. Uh, this track is by K.G. Yamagishi. And it is super freaking cool. So let's listen to it. Showdown at the Portal of Death from Ninja Gaiden. And to <laughs> nothing f-
1: ominous about that. No, nothing at all. Uh,
0: to pull this in to, to to take, I am a drummer. Um, as a musician, that's always been my thing. I am a, I am a drummer, and this was one of the f- again one of the first instances, instances I can remember, but also one of the best instances of listening to something that sounded like a drum set being played. There is a very clear. Uh, kick drum, mm-hmm. hi hat, and snare going on in this one, mm-hmm. uh, and they even it even operates like uh, they like a real drum kit would, especially at the breakdown part where where you the, you just got the kick and the um uh, and the hi hat going mm-t, 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 and like the occasional snare uh, fills, uh, j- just breaking it up during that whole part. Oh, it's freaking ridiculous, man! This is such a good song, and this unlike so now we've listened to three different tracks and you know, you've got the, the moonlight duel uh, stuff that was very, very cinematic in the beginning. Then we had like this completely bananas first stage. This one is just absolutely, there's no question that this is supposed to be being played by a, like a bass, a guitar and a drum kit. Like there's just no question. This is a rock song, um, with distorted guitars and all. And I love that the majority of what this is There is there are some, it's hard to hear. I, I'm, I swear there's a, a little like a, a very, very subtle kind of third level going on in the background that kind of like harmonizes a little bit with what's going on. But for the most part, what this song is, is the guitar and the bass doing exactly the same thing. Right. And it's such a cool, like a cool line that it keeps rolling through. It's so good.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's um, it's another example of a like you said, a good um of a of a drum kit. In a video game acting like a drum kit in, you know, yeah. standard rock and you know, what we're used to, um uh, what we're normally accustomed to in music. Um and it's just a friggin' cool track, like, like mm. ooh, give me all the spookies and, and you know, I'm I'm gonna fight some big baddie. Like it's great. It's just and, great.
0: And great boss music too. Like oh, just um, ass yeah. boss music. It's so good. We,
1: yeah, we're always talking about boss music and stuff. Um it's a it's a brilliant piece of music. It it sets the tone. Uh, you know, it, it gets the job done. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a very big fan of this piece too. Yeah,
0: and you gotta love that intro too because you go into a room and it always like fades in for, for whatever yes. boss you're fighting. It does that cool fade in effect? And it just starts off with that. Like, <laughs> it's so awesome. You're just like, all right, all right, I'm fighting. Let's do it. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> Ah, so good. So good. (laughs) All right. uh, Next track is called The Demon's Incantation. Um, This, I believe, is... All right, I skipped over the music where you first meet Irene Liu because uh, it's a decent song, but it's not super special, uh, and I wanted to get as much of the soundtrack in tonight as I could. This one, I think, is the song where um, after she shoots you, yeah, so you meet yeah. Irene Liu, and she shoots you, but it's just like to, to to paralyze you or whatever, so that she can give you the demon statue, and this is the music that plays when um, she's explaining, like, who she is after you wake up, and then gives you the statue, and then tells you to, like, GTFO. So, yep. um, <laughs> uh, like I said, this song is called The Demon's Incantation, and it's freaking cool, so let's listen. Enjoy. <laughs> um the demon's incantation uh by keiji yamagishi and there's uh,
1: there's something about that song that really um brings me back to shadow gate oh boy
0: yeah uh i was gonna say it's a blatant ripoff of the twilight zone but
1: oh <laughs> well, well yeah that too <laughs> but yeah no, I... if you're gonna steal steal from the best right oh, absolutely
0: what's good what's cool about I, I i hear you on the Shadowgate thing and i i haven't spent much spent much time with Shadowgate to be honest with you but i know what you're talking about that that feeling uh it is a very mysterious tune um i love the build i love how it just like it's it's just starts off nice and creepy and it just it just does that over and over again it just does those same four notes over and over again basically but it keeps uh, adding more and more dynamic drums as it goes and then it you know continues to loop or whatever but uh once it brings in that drum beat, it's like this is cool, man. <laughs> this is cool.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It's... And it's
0: so short. I remember this. I feel like I remember hearing this song, and this happens so much when listening to this soundtrack. I'm like, oh yeah, this song. And then it's over. You're like there what really the isn't anything to this song, is there? This...
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was the <laughs> it, whole tune. <laughs> it could it could seriously loop for about six, seven, eight hours, and I'd be okay with it. Yeah, and, which
0: it it would because this this music played in some pretty nasty stages in this game. Yes. like there were some some rough from rough stages where you heard this song but this was the first place you hear it was in that um uh what's that that
1: cinematic sequences <sighs> yeah. um like I, I think i think this might be in my top 3 if not top 2 favorite uh, tunes from this game overall it's just one of those tracks that sticks with me a lot like like like, really sticks with me. I know when this episode's over and I'm going home and I'm listening to, like, you know, contemporary music or whatever. It'll still be floating around in my head somewhere. I'll lay down tonight and go. Dun, 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 dun.
0: <laughs> it's, I hear you. And it's definitely one of the ones that sticks with me. But it is not, it's definitely not my top two. I know which ones my top two are. And, um. Oh but This. There's not a bad track on here, man. There just not isn't. really, no. There's so much good stuff, and it's, oh, it's, it, it's awesome. A lot
1: of it comes with bad memories. <laughs> yeah, it
0: does. A lot of it comes a with like, oh, heartache. Oh, Throne controllers, and like, <laughs> ah, okay. So now there's orange ninjas with jetpacks that drop hundreds of shooting, <laughs> like uh, throwing stars on me that float like paper. What the hell, game?
1: <laughs> now, I'm going to ask a stupid question, but are there? Because I've never gotten that far. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there
0: are. There absolutely are. You get to a point and they just start, they got little jetpacks and they go across the top of the stage. They drop these little little throwing stars on you and you're just like, you got to be kidding me, man. It's ridiculous.
1: No, No, I refuse. You know what? I I take it back. I I said it somewhere in the beginning. I'm going to play this game. I'm not playing this game because you know what? F you.
0: Just YouTube this game. Just watch somebody else do it.
1: (laughs) No, I refuse.
0: Okay, so moving on uh, to the next track of the night is um, Act Two, Part One. Uh, the track is called "Bravery on the Clutches." Uh, Bravery on the Clutches. Okay. Okay. This game's got some weird track names, man. These are all the track names, that the official track names from the uh, the uh, actual uh, LP that was made of the Ninja Gaiden soundtrack. It's 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 a gorgeous record. It's super expensive to get now. Uh, it was just released a couple of years ago from uh, K. G. Amaguchi and Ryuichi Nita. Uh, so let's see. Bravery on the Clutches is by Ryushi Nita, and it is awesome. So let's listen to it. Here you yes, go, please. Enjoy. On the Clutches from Ninja Gaiden by Ryushi Nita. How'd that one make you feel?
1: Oh. It it uh it definitely brought me back to that level.
0: Yeah, with the big yellow and black stripes on the the big
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. You really know me so, so well. I I just I don't know, man. You could do the show by yourself. No. <laughs> no, I, I love that track too. There's Oh, it's so good. I, I haven't listened to this having not played this game has caused me not to listen to it. Um, And, and just hearing this stuff really brings back a lot of great uh, memories of being a kid and playing this game. Yeah. The frustration was there. Yeah. Like the daunting tax tasks were there, but it's, it's some really, really good music. It is. And and this song is just another example of just how good this music is.
0: Yeah. And what, what I like, what I find interesting about this one is that it almost feels like it's, it's very similar to the act one music, uh, the, the dragon ninja, but it's like a slightly more refined. It's less messy than that one is. Um, right. It evokes a lot of the same emotion, uh, that, you know, very much like a driving, you know, must move forward kind of thing. Uh, yeah. it also just has that touch of just super cool to it. Um, and some, again, really, really good use of making it sound like there is a actual drum kit playing along with this music. Um, but it is it is just a bit more refined because there isn't as much uh, messy uh, undertones going on, like our, our secondary melody going on, uh, hiding the, the whatever, you, what, what the, the music wants you to be focusing on. Um Right. It's a it's a smart and awesome awesome tune. So let's follow it up, shall we? No, With I think so. Act Two, Part Two. Uh, it, the track is called "In Hiding, Pursuing the Nightmare." Uh, this track again by Ryuchi Nita, and this is you want to talk about a, a, a music that evokes like very specific imagery. This is one that uh, this is one that always does that to me as well. Uh, this is a very very memorable stage because this was this was the first stage that I got truly stuck on. You know, there were some really tricky jumps in the previous stage we just talked about, but this was the stage where you first met those like dudes that threw the swords at you and the white cloaks that kept respawning over and over again and the army dudes that would just run at you from the opposite side of the screen. Uh, this was the stage that I first got truly stuck on but felt like a freaking master once I, once I actually mastered the stage so um, here is uh, what many people know as Act 2 part 2 in Hiding Pursuing the Nightmare by Ryuchi Nita <music> In hiding, pursuing the nightmare from Ninja Gaiden, I think my favorite piece of that is the fact that you think it's just going to loop the exact same way the second time, but when it gets to that uh, sort of breakdown part, it just drops the bass the second time. Yep, completely drops the bass it's, oh 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of beauty in, in being able to just use the dynamic of the song. Abso- yes, yes, very very true. And and like I think sometimes uh, composers. Not necessarily of video games, but I mean, in general, they tend to overthink it. And sometimes all you need to do is, I don't know, take out the hi hat, yeah. pull the snare, maybe you know, just a little bit, just a little something. And and that track is definitely an example of just pull one moving part just for just for a couple measures, and you know, see where it takes you.
0: That's a really really good point that I didn't really think of before, and I feel like this this soundtrack does that a lot, where it. It kind of starts off with all the pieces playing at the same time, and it does it a couple, in a, several songs where it just starts off. Here's all the pieces, and instead of you know building piece by piece, like like the things that I typically love about games, we talked about that before. Game sure. music I love is where it just keeps adding uh, pieces together until it all meshes. This one kind of goes the opposite direction, and then selectively takes things away, and then when <laughs> it throws them back in, it's just like, oh, that's that's awesome. Like th- that bit where it just it just loses the bass. And just, and, okay. and a lot
1: of it's subtle.
0: Yeah, it really is. Yeah,
1: if you're, it's almost like if you're not listening to, it, you will miss it. Mm-hmm. And um, and and like, you know how I've mentioned uh over several episodes, you know, so these are loops, and you know they have to stay fresh. That you can't be playing something and going, oh god, just I need this music to end now. So I think little things like pulling uh bits and pieces out of a track keep it fresh, fresh enough that you're not like rolling your eyes and and just looking to get the hell out of the level agreed
0: so at this point in the game you have this uh creepy statue and you've been told to find dr smith and uh this is the music that first comes out in i believe a ah uh, is this does it show up in a stage first or in a cut scene first i can't remember uh, either way, it's not a very long track, but it is a very memorable one. Uh, this track uh, is called Like a Howling Gale and is by Keiji Yamagishi. And let's listen to it. Enjoy. <laughs> And that's literally all there is to it and it's like isn't it crazy to think that plays for an entire stage there's a whole stage in that game where that music plays and you just like it never occurred to me that that was that was that short that was two loops this track is 18 seconds long so this is a nine second track like at best and it still it still freaking works
1: <laughs> no absolutely i i I love that piece too. Um, I heard you as soon as you
0: started, as soon as you started playing, I heard you make that noise like, ah, yeah, this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's such a good piece of music. It's a shame that it's only, that we're only playing 17 seconds of it, but yeah, damn, man, I'm, I'm really going to have to go and, and play this uh, tonight.
0: Right. Cause you uh, it just, you can picture it in that cut scene where it's just rerunning and like thinking about like all the different things that could, could be going wrong. I I love it.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: So good. <laughs> Uh, now this next one is actually a very it's a very different piece but it happens like pretty much around the same time uh as as this is when you actually meet dr smith uh right and it is a, it's called reminiscence it's by kg amagishi uh and it is a very very cool tune so let's give it a listen and then talk about it because that's how this show works <laughs> enjoy <laughs> So much like a lot of the other tracks in Ninja Gaiden, this is a song that's later used um, as stage music in the game. But for me, it will always, always very much be very, very connected to Dr. Smith's face, which I remember being incredibly impressed by as a kid uh, and and still looks so good today because it's such a realistic face in an NES game that wasn't a digitized photograph, you know? This was a a drawn face um, that just looked awesome and the way he animated, the way he talked and the way his beard moved as he talked. And also this is where you just get this giant exposition dump of like what he and uh, and your dad did and where they went to the Amazon ruins. They found the statues and it's just this giant exposition dump and then it ends with... Um, Oh God, that's right. You meet him, and he points out that he has the light statue. And then all of a sudden, that other ninja, that other ninja um, Basquar, I think is the the ninja's name, runs in and just grabs the statue and jumps out the the, the like the the sunroof and say, "Hey, thanks for the statue. Gotta go." And then 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 it goes back to that previous music we were just listening to, like a howling gale, and that's the stage that that music plays in. And because you uh, you're chasing after that statue. Oh my God, this game's so good.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, no, you're absolutely right about the the digitized photographs, and they always look kind of weird. Um, yeah, you think of, like, Batman the video game. It's like,
0: oh, that's that's a picture from the movie. Neat. Good pix- job, guys.
1: Yeah, all pixelated, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but you're right. A lot of the cut scenes for this game, like, really, uh, hearing the music, I do see the doctor's face, too, now that I think about it. Yeah. Like, uh, the girl who shoots you, and all, I see all that. One of my favorites, and I think we're coming uh, – I see it. I'm not even going to say it. Um, but uh, I love that piece of music too. That, again, is in vain with, uh, with um, what I was thinking about before a little bit with the shadow gate. the kind of like, ooh, mm. what's going on here, huh? It is, like, it is very mysterious. It's, it's great stuff. Like it's great it's, – I feel like if it were anywhere else, it would almost be classical music. Like mm-hmm. if it was played on a harpsichord, you'd just be like, Oh, Mozart, Beethoven wrote this, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure if the composer heard me say that, he'd be like, Oh my god, thank you so much.
0: You're yeah, I I I would agree with I would agree with that. I I would be very curious to hear specifically what instruments he imagined this music playing, uh, that wasn't you know the NES bleeps and bloops. Uh because I gotta tell you, um, Ninja Gaiden I love this music and I love the music in the second one, and even I like a lot of the music in the third one. But probably one of the biggest disappointments in all of video game history to me was Ninja Gaiden Trilogy on Super Nintendo, where they took these three NES games and basically did Mario All-Stars to them, which I thought, I can't wait to hear what this music sounds like coming out of a Super Nintendo, and they freaking destroyed it. It's the game looks worse than the NES games and it sounds <laughs> so bad. There are so many like unbelievable, like just unforgivably awful instrument choices. Um, but that's why we're never doing Ninja Gaiden trilogy <laughs> on this show. Cause I, maybe, I just, maybe an April I'm fool's gonna, episode. Yeah. Maybe an April fool's episode. <laughs> and it'll just be me crying in the background the whole time. Like, <laughs> why did you As do this? As, oh, God, especially the, uh, Unbreakable Determination, one of my favorite video game songs ever. And they play it on like a freaking xylophone. It's terrible. Uh, it's oh so God. terrible. I think oh. I threw
1: up in my mouth.
0: God, it's so bad. Uh, but this track, in, in the way it sounds right here, is, is amazing. Um, but we need to continue to move on because, yes. you know, we got a lot to go through. So uh, this next track um, is, uh, this is the music for Act 3 in the game. Uh, the track is called Surprise Attack, The Wicked God's Secret Maneuvers
1: um i'm sorry what <laughs>
0: the track is officially called surprise attack colon the wicked god's secret maneuvers
2: <laughs> it is by
0: K.G. yamagishi uh and it is the music for act three so let's give it a listen enjoy All right, surprise attack. The Wicked God's secret maneuvers. <laughs> oh, boy. These could be uh, like names of Kingdom Hearts games at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh boy. that broke me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm broken. Hang on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's such a good one.
0: So yeah, this is um, I, I don't know, I have this listed in my old track list as, as Act Three, but this is when you hear this song. This is the second half of that stage where uh, you're chasing after the 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 jerk that stole the statue, right? It goes into that the the song we're just listening to, uh, like a howling gale, for the first right. part of it, where it's like uh, you're by the lake, you come out of the back of his cabin. Uh, there's all those like you know little standees and whatnot, the, the little like what am I thinking, like scaffolding and whatnot that you're jumping on. And then this is in the snow mountains, um, which is really cool because um, uh, as you listen to the first part of it, um, it's it's got this like background kind of um, very manic sounding, mm-hmm. like going on in the background that really just adds this layer of panic to what you're doing. Um, but then for the second loop of the song, it cuts that in half and going, and it was like, <laughs> oh God, there's eagles everywhere. This guy's got a bazooka. Why are there Jaguars up here? What's happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that, it does that cut time. Bam, bam.
0: Yeah. Then it, just, bum, then bum. it
1: just... <laughs> like what you're just fucking with my emotions. I'm sorry to curse, but you're just, you're really just effing with me.
0: This really, it, this, this game music puts you on your toes. Uh, and it's, it's very yeah. good at what it does really, really is. All right. Well, I don't know what else to say about that.
1: So <laughs> I mean, move. I think, I think we said enough.
0: Let us move on to, uh, uh, the 10th track of the evening, melancholy destiny by K.G. Yamaguchi. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> melancholy destiny uh we have uh this or this listed in the, the the track my old track list the track is called death uh which is because uh this is when you come back to find um dr smith has been murdered yes or he right. and he is dying and he's like he you're he's talking to you as he's dying about uh you know all the stuff that's going on and then the fbi agents show up at the uh, cia agents turn up at the end and you're just like oh no what is this what's happening now what a twist! Uh, but what a gorgeous song right what it just oh, it's fantastic. oh my god that that sound that very um uh like almost i want to say like liquidy it's very it's it, it's it's got a lot of uh, like very echoey very like almost like it's crying like it's it's wonderful it, it is i really 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 like this piece um and it's such a stark turn, you know, because we're, we're there's all this really, really intense stuff going on. And then all of a sudden you get back and, you know, the you you get back and um, you get the close up of Ryu's face and the screen flashes white really quick. And you hear the Da-da-da-da! And he says, Dr. Smith. And then like the next shot is him standing over Dr. Smith, who's got like a net over him and he's just like standing there. Dying or whatever, uh, <laughs> in his chair, you know, begging for you to you know stop these evil people, and ah, oh, so good.
1: It is. It's a beautiful piece of music. One of the things that struck me kind of funny is it. It almost sounds like um, disembodied from the game. It can almost be like a winter level. It has a crystalline kind of sound. There you I think go. That's what you were yeah, talking about. D- exactly. When they do winter levels, they always add the reverb to give the the the, the tunes like a depth to it and i think that's maybe you were kind of circling the hole for that one mm. um it's definitely just a beautiful piece of music too
0: well it's it's also um as as much as it is memorable for this moment it's actually possibly more memorable if you've ever gotten to the end of this game um because <laughs> uh, nope so so spoilers to anybody. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm just going it's, to spoil. I don't the do The story it's, works.
1: It's been twenty uh, something years. If I haven't done it now,
0: yeah. I mean, I know you don't care. I'm saying for anybody listening, I'm about to spoil some stuff in the story, which you know, I was just. Okay, I was giving bizarre. them time to fast forward. Yeah. Um. So what's possibly more memorable is that this is where you have to fight your father, um, because you know the whole premise of this game is that your dad fought and died in a duel, um, but your dad's actually still alive but he's being controlled like he's got this demonic mask on him and you have to fight him and the boss battle instead of doing the regular badass boss battle music it comes out like you he tells you it's your father and he doesn't recognize you and he tries to kill you and you have to fight him to this music and it's just like oh man <laughs> it's it's really really affecting and you know this is like this is uber um what's the melodramatic this is just incredibly melodramatic um it's it's a darn NES game but you know is what it is uh it's very effective very very effective for what it does so following up this track um after uh doctor smith dies cia shows up and takes you to uh meet uh agent foster who is uh one of the biggest jerks in video gaming <laughs> Uh, but he basically, uh, sits you down in this like slideshow and te- tells you all about like, well, this is all the stuff that we know, and we're going to hire you to hunt down these bad guys and take care of them for us because, well, we think you can do it, Sonny. And, um, this is, I, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I wish to God you would make just a show of yourself re just t- retelling <laughs> games the way they do drunk history. <laughs> Oh my God. Matter of fact, I'm going to patent that right now.
0: Uh, so yeah. So you, you wind up talking to this foster guy uh, and he goes through this whole bit with you and it's, it's, it's gross, but this is such a weird song. This is such a different song from anything else in this game um, because it does sound very businesslike, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so let's listen to the CIA by Ryuchi Nita. That was the
1: CIA, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had left a bigger pause because <laughs> that would just been like, "Are they listening? Huh? What's happening? Did they just abduct you? Did, did he? Did the CIA get him?
0: Is he with <laughs> Foster right now? Is he going to parachute into the jungle?" <laughs> <laughs> this is such a different song for this game, but it's it really, really good, right? Like, uh, especially the non. Where 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 it kind of goes a little elevator music where it goes a <laughs> but like all the bits before that are like really really intense kind of yes. like it's just really really ah, very official sounding I, I love the the stark contrast that this is because up until this point it's like. This doesn't take place in reality. There's like, you know, this guy's a ninja and he's running around in the city and like you slash people and they explode into four I don't know, arrows, I guess. I don't know. This game's weird. <laughs> but then all of a sudden there's like dudes in suits and you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is like this takes place on Earth. All right. Yeah. This is wild. Uh, and yeah, so what this- is happening right now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it is quite strange. Um, but yeah, this is a I like the song. I like this song quite a bit. I don't love the part where it gets a little uh, elevator music-y in the middle there, but all the rest of it I do find uh, very interesting. And this song goes on, I feel like this song goes on forever. Like this this part of the game like he he actually sits you down for a freaking slideshow
1: and like you know, <laughs> that's the, how the CIA does though
0: the adorable little like wallpaper pattern in the background and everything like the lights go dim and he sits down and like this is South America we went to the Amazon ruins and blah 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 now I didn't know that the Amazon was a thing when I was a little kid or at least I didn't ever piece together that that's how you spelled it and my sister and I thought <laughs> they went to some amazing ruins <laughs> 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 I am not even kidding. For that way longer, so great that for way longer than any reasonable human should have, I thought that said amazing ruins, and they just amazing like spelled it wrong ruin. or something. It's it's like, all oh, your wow, base are is...
1: belong to us. Yeah, I just chalked it
0: up to like you know, oh, this is Bad like a Metal Gear where uh, you know uh I feel oh, asleep. Yeah. Those are some I mean... amazing ruins. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs>
1: uh I hope one day to see the. uh amazing ruins too <laughs> me too amazing uh <laughs>
0: do you have anything this anything to add on this uh, i i don't
1: topic? i i you know 9 times out of 10 you and i are pretty much uh in sync with a lot of this stuff and and i'm i can i i would only mirror what you said i, I don't i maybe i don't hate the um the muzak part as much as you do oh i don't um, hate it
0: i just Yeah, I,
1: hate hates the wrong word it, um, it's
0: just it's so much less good than the other stuff. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I'm fairly indifferent to it, so I suppose that's kind of the same thing. No, 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 no I hear you. I understand that. Okay,
0: uh, so then let's move on to the next track. This yes. is not a very interesting piece of music, but if you've ever played this game, yep. uh, you know that this is, the sound, this is the soundtrack. This is the song to one of the single most memorable images in all of 8-bit video gaming. Yes. This is this is the cutscene that made me crap my pants. This is the cutscene that when I got to this, I was like, Oh my God, this is the single coolest thing I have ever seen. You talk to the CIA agents, mm-hmm. Foster, they put you in a plane, you parachute into the jungle, you play this ridiculous jungle stage, you get to the very top of this mountain in the jungle. You have to you know climb up and up and up and up, you dodge some friggin' cheetahs and birds that are trying to kill you for you know whatever reason and you get to the end of the little stage and the stage just pretty much stops and you make a jump for it and all of a sudden bam cuts to this music and you see this amazing castle in the background and the camera pans around and there's Ryu standing on like a rock looking at this castle and it is an, If you've ever played this, you know what I'm talking about. This is the, the image. This is the unforgettable image of this game. It's unbelievable. And um, Adam Shube, uh, the square painter, if you've ever seen any of his stuff, yep. I met him a long, 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 long time ago, and he was just starting out. Um, it was at Niagara Bar in Manhattan. And uh, my band at the time, we had a regular gig there. And uh, we went to go talk to some people one of these nights that they were doing an art show. And I remember standing there in, in this room, in, in the main room in Niagara. And um, my bandmate, Michael, was just like, yo, Chris, look at that. And I turned around and there was a painting of this on the wall. And I just thought it was like a poster or something. And then I walked closer and I saw that it was a hand painted this giant on the wall. And that's when I met Adam for the first time and we've been pals ever since. Uh, I was, Oh my God, this image and this music in general, like I said, this is not a super impressive piece of music. It's, um, but boy, does it match one of the best pieces of video game imagery of all time. Uh, the song is actually called the sanctuary of shadows. It's by K. G. Yamagishi. And let's listen. Yamagishi. I keep accidentally saying, Chi. it's, she, um, Let's listen to it now. Enjoy.
1: Cool. I, I can't not hear that and not see... That piece, right? That, that cinematic. It's <laughs> I th- when I think when I think of Ninja Gaiden, I think it's two things. I think of um, the cover art, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I think of that cinematic. Yeah, it's so are... firmly ingrained <laughs> in me. I,
0: right there with you. And you know, what? speaking of the cover, another weird thing that I thought when I was a kid, like he's got these little red gauntlets on, but they have a lot of like definition on them. I always thought that he had rolled up his skin and that was his muscles. (laughs) Good luck on seeing that.
1: Oh, God. Oh, my God. I found it very disturbing as a child. Um, I find you very disturbing (laughs) as a child.
0: I was a weird kid. I didn't have many friends. Um, Clearly. So... We already, you know, we've already said all that needs to be said about this song. And what follows up is one of the coolest songs ever made. This is, oh, this is God tier NES music right here. Um, It is known. It it is the act Four music. This is what you go to right after, right after this cinematic. You drop down into these mines. And oh my God, this song. Uh, The song is commonly referred to as Unbreakable Determination. Uh, according to the LP that was released, the official name is "The Amazing Ryu," which is a stupid name for one of the coolest songs ever conceived. Uh, so I'm going to continue to call it "Unbreakable Determination," and you are going to listen to it and love the heck out of it because it is so freaking good. This is just this is face meltingly good. This song is so oh my god I love it. Let us listen to "Unbreakable Determination" by K. G. Yamagishi. Enjoy. could listen to that all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I just... God, I can't even put into words how freaking awesome that song is. Why don't you try? Ah. Uh-huh. And then what?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, geez, like... I, I seriously I have such a hard time. Just, It is unbridled awesomeness. Just the... It's even on a higher level than almost anything else on this soundtrack. It's 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 one of the longer tunes. This is a mm-hmm. this one with the double loop came in at a minute thirty one, which is definitely the longest track. It's the longest track of the night um, uh, from from all the the songs that I picked. Uh, not by a lot. I mean, the Foster tune we just listened to was uh, a minute twenty six. But uh, God, jeez, <laughs> the 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 the. the Would you call it a walking bass line? I I wouldn't really call it a walking bass line. It's just, it's just constantly octaves and it's, it's very, very steady. It's, it's always, it's
1: a very, yeah, it's a (laughs) very bouncing bass line. Yeah. It's a very bouncing bass line. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh I mean, obviously, like the main melody is just incredibly cool on its own, but just it's so intense, and like that whole part where the whole, like all the bits come together, and when you've got that kind of guitar solo going like it's it's going with that main thing, and then like the background like the the bass just keeps kind of changing and adding these little layers of intensity to it, and, oh God, I love it so much. <laughs> It's just out of this world. I'm, I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. I can't. I seriously cannot articulate myself right now. It's ridiculous.
1: And yet, somehow, you are able to. That's what I like about. Well, you, I'm Chris. from
0: New Jersey. I can always talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't
0: mean I have to make sense.
1: That also means you're from New Jersey. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, you, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't know that I love this track as much as you do. I think that's physically impossible for anyone on this planet to <laughs> love this track as much as you do just by default. But um,
2: <laughs>
1: this is, this has the same elements of um, the track from earlier where you were saying before how you catch yourself humming that almost uh, hidden melody. It's got that very much like everything's gonna, going to all around. You know, uh, I just, I think I just sang the cantina theme song. Um, but, oh,
0: by the way, this is the song that they played on freaking xylophone in Ninja Gaiden trilogy.
1: Now, see, having not heard that, I can tell you that that's a Travis Shandt mockery.
0: It is re- like that main melody is like. It's terrible.
1: It sounds like it's almost like it would be an octave higher than it actually is. And it would lose all. Um, it
0: does punch it makes it makes me want to barf and I'm going to splice <laughs> it into this episode just just to torture all the I'll, listeners don't, too. Don't not do that, the whole do song that. I'm just going to play like a few seconds of it just just because <laughs> Ninja Gaiden trilogy is a super rare game so like not a lot of people have played it so if you've never experienced the horror of what they did to this game you're about to
1: <laughs> oh boy. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic track and I definitely remember this because this is right around the part. This is right around the area of the game where my skill level starts to drop off.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, this is definitely the turning point as far as like it starts to get hard right around here and the stages following or where it just gets it just gets ridiculously mean. Um, but this stage is also incredibly cool. Uh you're introduced to a couple of new enemy types. You've got those green ninja guys that just run straight at you super fast and jump.
1: Yeah. Um the hell's that about? I don't know.
0: They're just crazy. <laughs> it's like all right, okay, crazy green ninja guy like you got a sword. I don't know, it's weird. Whole game is weird.
1: <laughs> Nothing <laughs> and yet, about it. So sense. freaking good. So freaking good. So freaking good.
0: Okay, let us let let's keep this let's keep this going. Yes. Uh the next track uh, commonly known as Bloody Moth, uh, is uh, actually Moth the Crimson Terror by uh, Keiji Yamagishi. Um, okay, so this is another one of those absurdly memorable moments. Uh, have you ever fought Moth before?
1: Uh, it depends. What is Moth? <laughs>
0: he's the he's he's the guy who duelled your dad in the beginning of the game. He has got a, uh-huh. he's like super tall. He throws lightning at you. He's got a giant shield. I'm going to go with no. This is bananas. Um you just so you're you're going through the state the the game. You're just cruising right along and you get to like this the top of this kind of uh, this this weird greenish structure you're climbing. You finally get to the top of it and the stage, you know, moves you to the right. And as you're moving to the right, it just instantly interrupts you and like it does this bit where you know it, it transitions immediately to the cinema the cinematic where it's like that really thin um uh, like letterbox business yeah. but it zooms up from the bottom like really quickly and it's moth standing there with his, with his arms crossed he's got this big freakish mask with horns on it and he's standing there and he's just like i am moth you're not going anywhere and like he's standing there with his arm arms crossed and that just that image of this, the static image scrolling up from the bottom really quickly um it makes it so much more imposing. Um, What's awesome about this music. It reminds me a lot of Magus's theme. You know, we were talking about that in the, the the previous uh, Chrono Trigger episodes where the actual melody itself is, is, it repeats that one melody over and over and over again. Now, now um, the, the Magus tune did have a little bit more to it uh, than this one does uh, simply by virtue of it lasting longer. Um, But uh, this Cinematic sequence where you're talking to him and you realize and you realize who he is and he's just like you're not going anywhere and Reed was just like, you see how many bodies are behind me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're just another one, you're just you're, another one in front of me,
0: good luck uh, and you know. <laughs> Really, the only strategy to this guy is just hit him more times than he can hit you because like there's no avoiding him. You just get up there and just mash the button as fast as you can and beat him before he, he takes all your health because he's just summoning lightning and throwing it at you because uh, that's just the world we live in. But this is, <laughs> oh boy, this is a really, really, really intense track. I love it so much. So Really quick uh,
1: side note. Yeah. Uh, can I just say that I loved, I, I you said you had to you know, button mash him just to death. I absolutely loved the way the animation looked on the sword swipe.
0: Oh, yeah. Very much. I thought
1: they did such a great job on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Side note over. All right.
0: Side note over. Moth the Crimson Terror by KG Yamagishi. Enjoy. Now again, like I said, this isn't much of a um there there isn't a lot to this track, but what's super interesting about this is that it is a it is musical foreshadowing uh because if you notice this song is a it's just kind of a different rendition of the music from the duel in the beginning of the game and when you get to Malth he basically just says yeah I know your dad he's a great swordsman he's better than you come get some (laughs) and so you fight him and you beat him and then he's like you killed my father you're the one who dueled him in the beginning Uh, like why did he fight you what the heck and he's he's just like your dad ain't dead but it's gonna be the last thing you ever see and then he dies uh but it was but it was super cool because not only is that like a really awesome imposing piece of music but you hear this music in the beginning uh, you know before you fight him and it's like after you know oh wow that was musical foreshadowing it was playing the same music that happened during their duel that's freaking cool man and it was so ahead of its time for an, a- for, for an NES game. So ahead of its time.
1: It's, it's just a testament. You, you talked about um, this game's very uh, well, I guess, plotted out storyline. Mm. And I think it's just a testament to storytelling. Yeah, for, Foreshadowing, you know, as, as viewers, we all know what foreshadowing it is. And um, as storytellers, we attempt to do that too. And so I think one of the best ways to do it is through music. Because you don't have to be so heavy-handed. Yeah, you don't have to like say the words. just like, wait a minute,
0: this theme is playing. Why does this sound familiar? Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, uh. or better yet, when it's revealed to you and you never notice that then all of a sudden you go back and you do it again, you go, oh man, it was there the whole time. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's a, that
0: is exactly what this is. Okay, let us uh, hop along to the next track. We're coming up to the end here. Yeah. coming up to the end uh this track is called crisis uh it is by keiji Yamaguchi. you may also uh know this as jacquillo uh todd what did we say his name was fred fred, fred yeah uh fred the evil guy uh <laughs> it's essentially his theme um i don't know let's listen to it uh enjoy trap door opens up and you fall in a hole and you're like I can't believe you fell for that (laughs) it's the oldest trick in the book man I'm granted he had one of his evil green guys had Irene at knife point so I guess he was gonna do whatever Mm -hmm. I love that that weird part where it does the the two then three and goes did it did it did it did it it's just like it's so off-putting and uh, that's it's, it's so weird but it's so perfect for the um just i don't know just this this whole situation here um before we go too much further with it we'll just jump right into uh the menace of fred uh <laughs> <laughs> again by keiji amaguchi because this is this is really part and parcel with that um yeah because this like right after he fall right after you fall in the hole then you get him monologuing to i don't know himself like the rocks on the ground or what I, he's just he's just <laughs> monologuing to the air uh like a you know, saturday morning supervillain, uh and it's done to this music so here it is uh the menace of fred or fred triumphant <laughs> joy Not the most interesting track in the world, but it nah. is a it's pretty much just the second half of that one. So that's why I put it there.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you need a track that's just meh to make the other ones really Yeah. Yeah.
0: And speaking of yeah, let's, let's jump it. let's let's jump in, baby. This song, uh boy, what a silly name. Uh all right, so this song is <laughs> is actually called In a Pinch, The Ordeal of Battle. <laughs> <laughs> or uh most people know it as Act 5. Uh this is a badass song. This is a really good song. So uh you know, this is what this is what was at the bottom of that um uh you know, trap, trap door, door you fell through. Yeah. Uh and it's this like crazy white cave that you have to fight your way out of with these awesome white nick super tough guys to throw these boomerang axes at you. So is this game's awesome. I love this game. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I love it. Uh but this this tune freaking rules, man. So uh this is in a pinch the ordeal of battle enjoy Battle. Sorry, in a pinch, the ordeal of battle. <laughs> uh silly name for a totally badass song. This was another one that like you can just so very clearly hear it on guitar, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Just
0: absolutely just hear this on guitar and drums and bass. You just hear this with real instruments. Um and there's some pretty good covers out there. I think the mini bosses did this one very well. Mm-hmm. Uh which I highly recommend looking up, but ooh, love that song. So is the, I'm I'm curious. Is this one like new to you? Because
1: basically, yeah, you
0: haven't gotten to this point in the game. So,
1: so, so for anyone who's wondering, the one part that I can never pass is, um, is that kind of mountainous stage where you have to do this very specific double jump. The stage is traveling to the left, and uh, you have to do like this wall grab, jump, but drop down. For the life of me, I can never do it, and I'm pretty sure if you're familiar with this game, you know exactly what I'm talking about
0: I do It's the stage after this one, is it? yeah, you go through this cave and then you go outside and it's it that's the it's all orange right it's on like the outside of a mountain, yeah, and it's played to the level one tune. that's the stage huh.
1: right after this one maybe so you have beaten bloody moth, sir, oh wow, okay. I- I've it's been 20 plus years since I've played this game. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm first of all, if I've never said it once before in this series, which I know I have, I have the worst memory. So even, so I'm telling you, even if it's a game I've played incessantly with the exception of like act razor, I don't remember a lot of this stuff. So
0: well, yeah, I, I know that that jump was brutal Yeah, because this in Ninch guide two, they fixed that where, um, in this game you could only climb walls if there was a ladder on them. In Ninja Gaiden 2 you could climb any wall that you could stick to. Uh but in this one you oh. couldn't. So like there's yeah. you have to jump onto one and then it's like it's lo- you have to grab on lower than where you are. So you have to jump off and then like tap left again at just yeah. the right moment so that you don't jump off of it again and then grab onto the high ledge again. Oh, if you jump if you pain. watched
1: me Chris and Dan during the Pitathon play um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we joked about the anxiety of the um, the underwater the underwater level. That's that's like an 8. This jump is like a 12. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I hate that. it. Like talking about it makes me kind of anxious.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was just mean. <laughs> that oh. particular jump is just plain mean.
1: Yeah. There's a special place in hell for guys who created that.
0: Yeah, there's a special place in hell for the, the creators of the original Ninja Gaiden, absolutely, especially <laughs> considering the whole, like, you know, die at the, one of the three forms of the last boss and get sent back, like, six levels. Like, not how cool. very dare
1: you? Not cool.
0: Okay, um, this will uh, be our last song of the night before the one that we play you out with. Uh, this is commonly referred to as Death of Ken Hayabusa. Uh but the official name of the track is Requiem, uh by Keiji Amagishi. Uh and this is after you beat up your dad. He snaps <laughs> out of it and then oh uh, he's not doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Wait, no, he's he try he saves you. That's right. Uh Fred uh shoots like some crazy death ball at you and your dad gets in the way and then he kicks it. Uh but he, he does so to this music, which is uh gorgeous it is a really really great tune and uh, a really it's, it works as kind of like a compliment to the original prologue music uh, Moonlight Duel uh, it's, it's, it's just it's gorgeous it's probably my number two song in this game, it's really wonderful so uh, let's go ahead and listen to Requiem from Ninja Gaiden <laughs> so you get your your father's whole like uh deathbed i'm gonna you know whatever uh, i'm you know glad i saved your life and all that business and uh right after that it's uh oh boy like i'm, I'm looking at i just wanted to look at this bit here where that there it is You've got, he says Ryu you've got to get him for me and he says father and they do this awesome animation of Ryu turning around your day has come Fred <laughs> <laughs> and then you fight this like ridiculously hard uh, three part um, finale where you have to fight Fred and then you have to fight um, the two different forms of the demon uh, yeah it's, it's just bananas but what a great song huh like what a really really good tune
1: it's very touching for like an eight-bit, you know, kind of chip tune piece. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, it sounds very fitting of the part. You know, like uh, we I mentioned before, cinematics, like you know, uh, storytelling, filmmaking, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It it it's a uh, it's something that having never been to that part of the game, I can absolutely see what's happening without ever physically seeing what's happening if that makes any sense
0: yeah yeah no i get it uh it's what's also special because it's one of the last new pieces of music you hear there's actually a pretty decent stretch of this game where you don't hear any new music it just keeps recycling songs from earlier in the game Mm -hmm. uh and then you get to this part it's like oh oh, okay (laughs) things have gotten real we're (laughs) we're at the end game here yeah uh and speaking of end game we're we're out we're done yeah, we're all out of music. Uh that is our show. Thank you very much for listening. Uh I, I hope I wasn't too crazy. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: if anything, I matched it. Ah, good man. Good man. Yeah,
2: hey, what's a uh, co-host
1: for,
0: right? Exactly. All right. Well, uh, the next game that we'll be doing uh is Matt's pick. So, Matt, what's what do you got on tap for us?
1: So I had something else going into this episode, but I was getting influenced by the tracks we we're hearing and if anyone pays attention to what the hell I talk about, I mention the name two times at least. And this was one of my favorite games growing up. Hard as hell. Even as an adult, it's still pretty hard. Um, but I'm so ready to tackle this music because I love some of this music. It's so great. The game is Shadowgate for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I am absolutely pumped. Now, my original choice, I'm going to save. Well, we're going to do it. I think it's I, a good plan. Because we're, we're I, I ran it by Chris earlier, and he said, yes, we're going to do it. Uh, so now you guys are just going to have to wait. Oh, Good em.
0: things on the horizon, fellas. Yeah,
1: buddy. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, ju- uh, let's see here. Um... As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the games we've discussed here today. And you can do so on the Waveback forum page on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook. And you'll find out more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at And while you're at it, you can check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. We're going to play you out tonight with the ending music from Ninja Gaiden. Uh, the track is called Irene Overture of Dawn or uh, Prelude. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. What? Prelude to what? It's the end of the game.
1: Whatever. <laughs> Prelude uh, to the ending? Sure. Prelude <laughs>
0: to the credit sequence where they play that awesome uh, um, you know, Super Ryu song or whatever the heck it's called.
1: <laughs> Pre- uh, Prelude to you turning the system
0: off. <laughs> yeah. Prelude to you. Holy crap, you finished this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But this is a nice little piece of music. It's uh you know Irene and and Ryu standing, uh, looking at that whole awesome building collapsing in the background and exploding for some reason.
1: So uh, <laughs> like you do,
0: like you do. It's a good time, and this is a great game. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you Matt for joining me as always, and uh, we will see everyone next time.